everybody, welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Nerds. I'm your host, Rudy Vela, and I am joined by the owner and operator and one of Grand Rapids' sexiest men alive, Gavin Willard. I know why you came by yourself, because you just <laughs> want to spend all the day with me. You know it. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, Gavin, you are celebrating the 40th anniversary of your comic shop, Tardy's Collector's Corner. 40 years, man. Like, the shop's been open since 79. Um the this place has been always like our our home away from home we used mm-hmm. to when we lived in holland for 10 years uh my wife and myself and abby the girl that works with us we all drove up once a week if it was less than six six inches of snow on friday we were going to tardies <laughs> six inches of snow was our like okay six inches of snow and even that wasn't we'd look outside and be like doesn't look too bad what i got i gotta know what were you driving in the six inches of snow thousand saturn man absolutely <laughs> stickers across the back window you just wear red tinted sunglasses you can see right through the snow it's fine <laughs> is that a thing i never knew that i it worked for me were you just trying to be cyclops maybe <laughs> i mean who's not call me scott right optic blast that doesn't work gavin stop it no, but yeah, forty years, man. That is no easy feat. That's that's awesome. The I mean, and this place is a, really a staple for uh, Grand Rapids comic scene, and I, I love this place. So um, there are, of course, other places and everything, but this is whenever I would think, or hopefully whenever anybody would think of a comic shop, this is what you think of. Yeah, man. So, like I said, this this wasn't our original. The, we didn't own the shop since seventy nine. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm thirty five. That's not that, that math doesn't track. Um. So the original owners were a couple named Kirby and Deb Tardy. They started in 1979 downtown at Jefferson. And um, they moved it up at, at this location at eight, in 1981. Um, and they've always had it here, you know. And, I mean, like, there's been a, multiple times that when they were owning it and we were owning it even that it was, like, kind of a touch-and-go thing, you know. And it's a hard thing to get into. Like, comic shops, it's one of those things that when it's good, it's really good. But when it's bad, it's easy the hell am i doing with my life like who the hell do i think i am that i can run a comic (laughs) book shop but you know it it always ends up working out so um the the original way everything transferred over was um like i said we shopped here since 2002 Mm -hmm. um and we would come in and ann and i had kind of started doing our own thing on ebay and doing conventions and we wanted to open up our own shop that was like our end of the line open up a shop and we're we're set, you know, and so we were working towards that. And we, I talked to Kirby, the old owner here, and we'd kind of just shoot the shit about the old days of doing shows, and he'd tell us all the insane things that they do, you know, <laughs> you know, drugs and cocaine all weekend at, at Comic Cons were like normal things. I mean, like <laughs> Comic Cons used to be crazy, you know. And they said nerds can't party. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, like it used to, the the reason why three day shows on Sunday usually starts at noon is because mm-hmm. the vendors weren't getting up before noon. <laughs> um or the artists you know because the artists could party like like nothing either um so uh we'd talk to him about doing the shows and he'd kind of reminisce about on the road and stuff and one day we kind of came in to pick up our books and you know we're kind of looking to retire in the next couple of years trying to get in if and we're trying to get out if you guys are trying to get in like dance right here you know so talked about it and talked about it and talked about it some more um basically uh i started working for them and then six months later deanna started working for them too so we both came on okay we worked for them for a total of two years and then it flipped they retired 
and they became our weekend help and our extra extra work here. So and then they worked for us for two. Then it was the burden of running things was off of them, but they mm-hmm. can still be here and do. Uh, it gave us all the chances in the world to make sure that ordering correctly through Diamond, we're doing everything correctly, so we weren't, um, you know, pissing off the fan bases and and making sure that everybody that shops here really likes, you know, like everybody kind of already knew me before. It was like, oh, this guy's gonna be buying the store, you know. So it just worked out perfectly. We lost we lost zero customers in the changeover, and it was fantastic. Yeah, that that's actually like really cool for them to do that cuz oh. I mean hell, even where I work, I get like a day of training for a new position, like no lie. Right. This just yeah, happened yeah. 2 weeks ago. Exactly. <laughs> so for them to stay on, I mean for a total of like 4 years to make that transition work for you, that is cool right. as hell. And it was it was part for us and it was part for them cuz then mm-hmm. they could they could slowly step away. It wasn't just like one day they're just gone. Cuz you know, you I mean the the big thing about comic shops, if you ever want to do this kind of thing for a living, it's the personal relationships that are going to make it. Mm-hmm. You get to know everybody intimately. Oh, their kids, you, the kids grow up, you know, you, you know how their job's doing. If they're got laid off, if they're doing great, if they're starting somewhere new, you get to know everybody. Like I consider everybody that shops here close friends. Cause I see them most more often than I see like my actual friends that I hang mm-hmm. out with. And, you know, you get close with everybody and um, they got that chance to kind of just, you know, run the course. And then, um, you know uh pass it off smoothly that was key you know yeah so do you uh sorry i'm not familiar with the uh the first owner uh i i was here after after you two took over uh what was his name kirby kirby okay i thought that's what you said that is such a cool name but do you oh go ahead uh nice guy him well kirby is one of those guys he's great fantastic really funny really personable once you get past that get to know you thing Mm-hmm. he um oh, there's a lot of people that'd be like he's a jerk you know he's really not mean at all he just it takes a little bit of time for him to warm to something um and so yeah i'll hear people that are like oh you guys you guys talk a lot more than Kirby. yeah but like he did it for 35 years i might be yeah. <laughs> i might be a little bit testy by the time we're done with this <laughs> by the time you're done with this event it sounds like <laughs> you're right you know exactly. <laughs> no um but no he'll if, if you're coming out tomorrow him, him and his wife deb deb is lovely she mm-hmm. they'll both be here hanging out tomorrow oh that's bit. really cool so yeah. i was just about to ask you that yeah. if, if uh you keep in touch with them and well, everything yeah we we still go out to dinner uh occasionally and stuff and yeah they come in for the anniversaries and stuff and that's so awesome yeah so it's and i mean like you know they're retired so they want to do retired things they don't want to be here all the time but at the same time like just to even come in here like once a year and see everybody and see all the customers that they've kind of known like a lot of the customers that they have their kids are customers that's cool. So it's like, I remember you when you were, you know, two feet tall and running around screaming, I'm Superman in here, you know, and, <laughs> and now here you are collecting Superman or whatever. I You hate Superman now. What's up with that? You know, <laughs> what happened to you? As, so, as most do. Right. You know, they so, grow out of that, that superhero state. <laughs> right. You know, so, um, so it's, it's a good way. And, you know, like I said, we stay close. And then the other thing that, that was cool, Kirby and Deb got a shopping here. They're very, they were very like welcoming when we started shopping here. The other person that got a shopping here was Tim, who he still works here one day a month. Um, his name's Tim Priest. He works at the public museum. And oh, okay. He is, I mean, like, talk about knowledgeable. I mean, like, the the guy knows everything there is to know about comic books. I would come in and we would seriously just sit here and talk to him for four hours, you know, and just a great guy to sit here. So he'll he'll be in tomorrow for a little bit too to hang out. 
That's cool. So it's yeah. just going to be a huge reunion and everything for even the past workers and stuff. Right. Exactly, you know. So and that's the nice thing is to, that's what I like the anniversary to be every mm-hmm. year for everybody to get together. You haven't seen, you know, uh, catch up and I mean like this is this is a very inclusive community though it just keeps on growing with movies and stuff like that for true fans like people that go to comic shops and mm-hmm. don't just go to like nothing wrong with it but like go to Target and Walmart and buy their or their uh their nerd stuff you know when you find a comic shop and build that relationship it's not something that you walk away from we're all very intertwined you know so it's nice for one day a year to get everybody here as many as we can and just put up you know have some sales uh we'll have cupcakes and drinks tomorrow you know like what freebies eric powell's coming in which is awesome yeah so you know it's just gonna be a fun day of of hanging out and and seeing people you haven't seen we'll get customers that we haven't seen in months and they'll be like, I'm like, hey, man, what's up to all oh, life, you know? And it's like, yeah, I get it, life, yeah. you know? <laughs> and they're like, but I wasn't going to miss the 40th, you know, or I wasn't going to miss the anniversary. You know? Yeah, no, that, that's really cool that everyone's uh, making the time to come out here. And, I mean, how, how does that make you feel as as the owner of this place? <laughs> insanely humbled. I yeah. mean, like, my mind is blown with that because, I mean, like, I'm only for a while. I'm mm-hmm. just a gas fan. Like, <laughs> really? Um, the reason why I can, I do this so well is because I can sit here and talk about comic books. I can talk for eight hours and then you could leave and then come back every day for a year. And I probably would like, you'd be like, Oh, so what's your thoughts about Hellboy? And I'd be like, Oh, let me get it. Let's get into it. You know? <laughs> so wrap in. So I mean, like all of us are huge fans of the, the genre. You know? mm-hmm. So it just world, you know, that this is my job. This is what I get to do. Talk about things definitely that's like every nerd's dream job or dream job and you're living it <laughs> and it's and it gets hard and it gets it gets muddled because you know like there's there's the stresses of any regular business mm-hmm. you know people door making the extra money for events are going making sure our displays are refreshed and things like that so there's a lot of stress that you don't see along with it you know and like i said it's it can be a headache because you don't know um you kind of don't know how to tackle those things like mm-hmm. sometimes they'll kind of come out of nowhere where you're like are we so dead and you're like oh my god it's this you know? so uh you really gotta like make it work no matter yeah. what you know you're in it so you have to make it work so. okay so i i want to uh I, I will get back to the uh the 40th and everything but i want to ask uh the name of this place tardies yeah so i mean first off that's really cool that you kept it tardies yeah. when you took over instead of like I mean, some some people will have the ego over everything else, and they'll just be like, "No, this is this is Gavin's." Dude, like, yeah. Hey, I don't have ego. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it Gavin's anyway. But like, also like, um, the um, you know, like, why change it now? Like, we bought it when it was thirty five years in the business. Mm-hmm. Why change it to 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 Gavin's? Or mm-hmm. Plus, I don't have enough ego. Like, <laughs> I, I really don't like what uh, you know. I would have called it something weird, you know, and um but yeah i mean like there's there's no way i would have changed the name of this place. and i've had a lot of people ask me like mm-hmm. i mean it's been it's been this for 35 years and it's we've got us got this far so exactly why change it now you know mm-hmm. and people hear that name and they're like that place is still around is kirby <laughs> still running it you know and it's like no he's still he's still around but mm-hmm. he doesn't run it anymore and yeah well, actually i sold something on ebay the other week Mm-hmm. And they're like Tardies, Grand Rapids. That's cool. And I'm like, I used to stop there when I was a kid with my dad all the time. 
we're still here. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing, you know? We've had people contact us online of like, hey, does so-and-so still shop there? I'm trying to hook back up with them. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them in years, you know? Do they still... Friendships are forged and lost track of and forged again here, you know? So That's so awesome. I mean, let's, let's keep it status quo. We got something that's working, so let's stick with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you would name it something weird, and I have to ask... Top of the head, what would be your go-to in um, this moment if you were like, think back to when you got it, what do you think it would have been? The brown eye of Agamotto. I don't know. I mean, like, it would be something. Yeah, so that is weird. Yeah, right, exactly. People would be like, is this a sex shop? Is it, like, just a mystic sex shop? you be like, kinda. <laughs> no. It would turn into adults only, I'll yeah, tell you that. Right, exactly. We, like, just got rid of, Dr. Strange. we just got rid of the old adult room, and it'll be, like, back to that again, you know? Like, just everywhere, Phil. Right, exactly, you know? So, no, man, I mean, it would be it would be something probably very, like, um in 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 and jokey and like very winky but like you got to really know what you're talking about you know like mm-hmm. and so like one person a year would probably be like i get the joke and i'd be like yes <laughs> you're my people you know it's so, worth it that's right like like i'll make venture brother jokes all the time it's one of my mm-hmm. favorite shows i've and, never watched the venture brothers i know there's six seasons i'll catch in like a week and it's funny because uh a lot of so my gamer tag uh, for the longest time was Monarch, and everybody, and that's what I called my business and everything, and everybody would be like, oh, Venture Bros. I'm like, fuck you. I'm getting a little mad at you right now, to be honest. I'm sorry, okay. man. I'm just I've, no, I've actually watched a few episodes, but it was just like on while I was working. and So you gotta, here's the thing with Venture Brothers. Mm-hmm. Started at season one, and just, it's weird because season one does not, it doesn't, it doesn't go with everything else. Like, but it'll tie in with everything else. Season one, there's there's no tying in with other episodes. It's just one and done type of things. But then mm-hmm. once season starts, it starts this continuation of a story, and it's amazing where it ties in literally every fan base. And yeah. um, like it kind of starts in a Hardy Boys thing, but it ties in Johnny Quest and Shield and um, OS OSI is very much like Shield and but also like G.I. Joe at times. And then oh, okay. The Guild of Calamity a ton, could be a, a lot like Cobra and stuff like that, where they'll even like bold face, basically snake eyes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The character that looks like snake eyes, but he's running around with a bunch of like, yeah, cause you know how G.I. <laughs> Joe got really deep into the, yeah. like there was a guy called bazooka that was on the show or grenade launcher or whatever. And he had like a giant grenade launcher in his stomach. <laughs> and there's just like a homeless guy with a dog that he's pushing a shopping cart and he's part of the Joe's. Okay. <laughs> it's there's an assassin on there called Shoreleave mm-hmm. and he's this insanely like fantastic at his, at his job over the top gay guy and he just I mean like he's fantastic at his job but it's hilarious, you know, mm-hmm. like um cuz everybody'll just kind of be like, "Oh, it's Shoreleave and then he'll murder everyone." You know, so <laughs> Hell no. it's a great show. I mean, like you're going once you get I'll, into I'll it, try it. I'll try it. Dude, and it, I mean like I said there's there's so much continuation to it that mm-hmm. like they this new season just came out. They tied back to something uh, from episode two of season one. They just tied into the newest season, so there's no dead leads. Mm-hmm. Like Marvel should be looking at Venture Brothers, Marvel DC, everybody for their comic books and TV shows, and going, "Oh, this is how we make an expanded universe." And yeah, don't leave any dead leads. That's what Venture Brothers does. See, and that that's really cool because that's actually why I love Hellboy and uh, Mignola so much is because like. He would throw so much randomness in the early issues, and then five storylines down the road, Here it, is it brings it up, and it's like, wait up. 
What the what? Like the <laughs> like the pig. The pig yeah. that's in the new movie. Mm-hmm. Like he's ties into a couple different things before he actually becomes anybody. Mm-hmm. He's just this random character that Hellboy puts a beat. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. Oh, I, I love that. Like they, it was so accurate from the comic book. Like when it when it everything happened, I was like, this is so good. And funny thing is, um, uh Marcy, she she wanted to get me something for my birthday. And uh, she got me another one of those skeleton crew uh, pieces, and yeah. it was the uh, Agrippa's charm that nice. wards off uh, demonic animals. And uh, it was cool because she didn't know anything about it. She just saw it was BPRD, and she was like, oh, he'll probably like this. And she was like, I don't know if you know what it is or anything. It was just one that they had. So I was like, no, this is badass. And <laughs> yeah. I, I showed her, and I was like, look. And it was from the corpse when he's yeah. uh, messing with the Grugak and everything. Yeah, man. And uh, on top of that, it shows up in Injustice 2 when he uses a special. It shows a full screen of Hellboy, and he pulls that out. That's and I was awesome. like, that is so cool. Hell yeah. But, yeah, no, so I, I was super excited about that. But. Look at the one that we had in the case for a while, the Jade Frog. Yep. Did you? I, okay, I, I, I picked that did. up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Uh-oh. and I remember you mentioning, you were like, yeah, I know this guy who uh, works on a bunch of the stuff. I did not know you were talking about Guy Davis. Yeah, we're, we're, we've known <laughs> Guy Davis for a long time. Oh, my God. He he is freaking that's, incredible. That's where I got that frog. Yeah, and like, I, I remember Davis. we were just talking and going through, and uh, you, you were telling me about like the posters, and I was like, who worked on all that stuff? And I was like, that's really cool, though, that, like, that somebody who worked on Hellboy did all this, and then I never really put two and two together, and then I started like looking into things more as the years went on, and Did then I was the, like, holy crap, that's Guy Davis he was talking about. you see the picture of him in here? No. He stopped by it was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, his partner was getting a tattoo, so he came because he'd never been to the, sto- the shop before. Oh, okay. So he came in, and like, um, he doesn't really do signings anymore, but he's like, well, I'll sign whatever you got in here. I'll sign uh-huh. it and do a sketch. So he went through, and like we had a bunch of bundles of BPRD put together. Mm-hmm. So we signed him and did a little Roger head sketch or um, – you know, Abe Sapien head sketch or whatever, you know, and then like no Daimyo that because isn't oh, yeah, Daimyo no, like one of his originals? Too, like, I mean, like him too. Like oh, basically okay. everybody, you know, like That's there, so there'd cool. be a Johan on one of them, you know, mm-hmm. like he just kind of go through and and vary it up, you know, whatever. He... Oh man, like I, I I I thought that I had told you that it was guy. I mean, um, I said buried the lead on that one. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I just, I remember us, uh, like, having the conversation about it and everything, but I couldn't remember if, it, it's very possible that you said who it was, and I just, like, we were just talking about a bunch of stuff that I didn't pay attention. Yeah. And that was, hell, that was even before all this, like, before the podcasting yeah. and all that, so I wasn't so, like, inclined to look into the, the research of everything, so, and, but that's so cool, like, that it all came full circle, and I was like, damn, that is Guy Davis, who is legit one of my favorite artists, like, especially on the hellboy franchise like bprd besides like mignola it's like it's guy davis oh yeah exactly i mean like he is a part of a man yeah if you get a chance to meet him he is one of the nicest people like Mm -hmm. and it's great because he doesn't do conventions so much anymore but like he's been removed so far from it that like people don't really recognize him at shows anymore Oh, okay so we'll go and we'll be like hey guy we're going to like an antique toy show so we'll go and shop an antique toy show with him that's so badass and you're just in there with yeah. essentially an icon right exactly <laughs> like, well it's really funny when we see boy shirts and stuff mm-hmm. that walk right past him and don't realize who it is because <laughs> why would you at a yeah. weird you know like it's kind of an odd place for him to just out you know? <laughs> so, no i mean like he's another reason why we're like really into going to conventions 
and oh, okay. got it got us all into doing shows because literally it was a free sketch every time you went up to his table. Mm-hmm. Um and just I maybe gave him he maybe let me give him twenty dollars the entire time that he the rest Dang. of the time it's just like what whatever, man. Like, you know, you guys appreciate it. I appreciate mm-hmm. you. Absolutely. You know, he's just part of a person. That's incredible. Yeah, man. The nicest guy. So <laughs> So I know we just went down a tangent, but as people who are listening, they'll know, I mean, it's Hellboy that we're talking about. So, yeah. of course, I'd go down that little that yeah. little road. Right, exactly. But uh, to pull it back in, so Tardies, what, what is Tardies? Is that a nickname it's, it's, or uh, for Kirby? Kirby or? Kirby's last name. Oh, is it? Yeah, Kirby yeah, it's Tardies? his last name. That's why everybody really thought I was going to change the name. Oh, they're okay. like, oh, it's called Tardies? Like, it's called Gavin's or something like that. And I'm like. <laughs> That is a very unique, awesome name, Kirby oh, Tardy. Right? Exactly, it, and it works. It works for the story, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it just is that old school, but you know. But no, that's his last name, so it worked out well for us already. So well, that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and um, originally it was called. This was opened in '79, so comic shops weren't really like a commonplace thing. It was originally called Opalescent, and it was like a multitude of different things mm-hmm. comics and then the guy who had a jewelry counter and there was a guy that worked on like computers like 1979 <laughs> computers you know and like so it was like this this mishmash group of people originally just a big old swap meet yeah right exactly <laughs> you know and then then kirby kind of was struck out on his own and did his own thing mm-hmm. um oh that, that's that's really cool though yeah now uh i don't i don't want to take too much more of your time or anything but i did want to ask you some questions yeah, man. so uh I, I've always been curious. What got you down the road of collecting? Like, what was the thing like that comics? Any like, so I know you're okay. a collector of toys, comics. What was the thing that really jump started Gavin down that road? So I've collected. My mom, honestly, was was a big part of it. Like, my mom kept all my He-Man stuff from when I was a kid, my Ninja Turtles, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Instead of like selling my shit in a garage sale, like you hear, I hear that story ten times a day. Oh, my mom sold all my stuff. I went to the military, or I went and did this. I went to school. Am I too far back? Okay. Gotcha. Um, so I hear that story constantly. And I was, I was so lucky to have a mom that held on to my, didn't just like, well, I'm going to sell them for a nickel a piece at a yard sale. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, that's really the basis of collecting. And then, I mean, like as a teenager, um, I wasn't super into comic books and stuff like just. Yeah. Um, other things come into play that are more important than comic books. And then uh, when I kind of went my my return back to comic books, it was just, oh okay. Hush was the thing that just like well originally it was okay. Preface that by I was like you know what Spawn's pretty cool. I was into metal a lot, really hardcore and stuff. Went to concerts all the time. Spawn seems pretty badass. Spawn stuff. Spawn is badass, but um, uh, so I was buying them up and I found most of them. Like I've got a complete. But um, then I read Hush, and Hush down a path that that. Then I read um, Long Halloween, Dark Victory. Like Jeff Loeb is just damn good mm-hmm. at doing Batman. That just haven't read Long Halloween. Fantastic. They're, they it's so much is based. You'll you'll read these and be like, oh my god, that's what this Dark Knight, the Chris Nolan Dark Knight. Oh my God! This is mostly based on Long <laughs> Halloween, you know. 
or a lot of it is, you know. So that, and then um, I was actually working at the Walmart in South Haven when collecting action figures for collecting Marvel Legends. And so um, they'd stock new cases, and I would just buy. I was there all the time anyway, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I it was right around that sweet spot where like series four of Toy Biz was coming out, so they had the really ornate base, like you know, like the any of the X Men came with a piece of a broken Sentinel that on top of, and Thor stands on top of like cross giant skull. Yeah, those are so badass. Oh my God, just the stands are worth them. <laughs> what what were the price tags on those back then? If you were buying nine, man, wow, for real. That's why I'm I'm like bitter about it. I'm like. <laughs> you know inflation dur you know yeah. but like you know it's it's easy enough to be like i want to i want to pay you know early thousands price <laughs> and so it was right so i was digging on those and then they started doing the the first build a figure was i was reading do you remember toy fair magazine done by wizard oh yeah was, yeah so i would i would read toy fair and they're like um they'd show the next things that were coming out and i'd pick it up all the time. they showed the promotional image the build a figure galactic and my head exploded. Holy shit, that's amazing, you know? <laughs> so then right after Galactus, they followed it up with Sentinel. And I mean, like, there's, they've done Sentinels since then for mm-hmm. when Hasbro bought it and stuff. But if you get that original Sentinel, that thing is beautiful. That's mm-hmm. the only way you can describe it. It's beautiful. There's so much texture. There's so much detail. It's like a, now like, like an SH figure. Yeah. And I mean, like, there's so much detail. Um, so it's, it was, um, get into it. And then, you know, um, more and more kept happening and stuff. And my wife and I, uh, happened to what first? Anyway, like, we both basically got laid off with our jobs with an, and I was like, well, I'm going to sell my, I had a huge collection of, collection of turtles, but I'm like, I sell my Transformers. And then that started kind of us down the path of where. Like, I'm not gonna lie, you you scared me when you when you said all that. I was like, oh man, you had to sell all those, and then you were like, no. oh, I sold Transformers. I sold Transformers, Good on and, you. and Good then on you. <laughs> then started just kind of buying and selling on the side. And then um, I worked uh, after that, got a job, you know, like all that kind of stuff, and both worked full retail for seven years. Uh, the hopes of this happening, but like, I mean, this really a side thing that did you know but seven years trying even get to this point and it took somebody to be, hey i have a store that's ready to go if you guys want to buy this thing do it you know mm-hmm. so anybody who's like oh eventually i'll just open up my store or i'm gonna go into this half cocked it's a lot of work i mean like it's a ridiculous amount of planning work and making sure that things will be okay you know yeah um fucking derailed us um, <laughs> no it's all good um, i mean you 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 answered the question though it was pretty much just like what got you into i'm very collecting and all that I'm very kevin smith where somebody <laughs> will ask a question well let me take you back to 1947 <laughs> you're like dude you were born in 84 i'm like back when you know that's, that's great was... though because i love kevin smith so dude you ever been to one of his live shows no you just so don't even tell you. i'm sure you've been to multiple I've been to like four of them yeah <laughs> so he does um he'll do like live shows where he's just talking about something and then he'll do Q&A ones, too. The Q&A ones are funny because clearly he has an agenda of things that he wants to talk about. And so somebody will get up and be like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's so okay. behind um, the mic, I'm watching 
Gavin put behind or put these uh pin bags into a bag and there must be a hole of sorts and they're just tell me there's dumping. A hole in that. I didn't notice until you did and it was hilarious. <laughs> but I love the way you kept your composure. Kept kept to I told you I could do this and talk at the same time. Gavin is definitely better at this than I am because I would have been like, shit, shit. <laughs> um, no, so uh, Kevin Smith, when he does those live shows, somebody will get up and ask a question. They'll be like, oh, what was it like to work on when there was nothing like that and be the beginning of slacker comedy and stuff like that? And he'll be like, let me tell you about my dad. And he'll just <laughs> launch into it. And then it'll be like 45 minutes. And he'll be like, so to answer your question, it was pretty cool. You know <laughs> What? He's like, this is what we're going to talk about because I feel like talking about but it. But at the same time, like, he does it in this magical, sidesteppy way that you don't realize he's doing it until he's done. And you're like, like I've seen him four times live and I've seen him. And I'm like, Dick, you got me again. How did you do that? You know? You so, just want him to keep going. You do. Because you're like, you're like, please. One of those guys that I can. Neil Gaiman's another one that, like, mm-hmm. if you ever get a chance to see him live, do a book reading or whatever. Can listen to the dude talk forever i mean like he doesn't run out of things to say and like he's always everything that he says is just very interesting mm-hmm. no that's really cool um so just a couple more things for you and then i'll, I'll let you get back to planning and setting up because i know you got a lot to do before tomorrow uh so as a man who owns and uh owns all of this goodies a toy store a comic shop all in one do you still have a grail out there I've got some stuff that I'm still, like I mentioned earlier, I collect He-Man stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm still missing a few things from my original collection kid mm-hmm. um, that I wouldn't mind hunting down. Just to say that, like, I'm not trying to hunt down laser light He-Man and Skeletor. You're looking at, you know, it starts at three figures, like, the hell. And I mean, like, if you're looking, <laughs> and or Megator and Titus, where they start at almost four figures. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like, they're expensive figures, and I know, I, I really don't have a plan on hunting them down. There's a couple, uh, there's a figure called Rotar and a figure called Twistoid. Came out at the very end of the line. So basically I'm trying to finish up the American release. Okay. Rotar, Twistoid, Multibot, and then something else. And, um, but I mean, like, as far as grails go, I mean, I just kind of get what I think is cool. Mm-hmm. I, and it, and it, and it's weird because I kind of have this, not to be, a, not to brag, but I kind of have this kind of sense about it where it's like in 10 years that ends up being somebody's yeah. They, they look at it and go, oh, my God, you have this? And I'm like, yeah, I bought it when it was new. Like, what's <laughs> what's the problem? I'm kind of a cheap bastard when it comes to myself. Also, I mean, like, doing this, I still have to I still have to keep the lights on. So people look at the case and, like, uh, at, Motors, or at uh, Tulip City Comic Con, I had first appearance of Punisher on the wall. So like, oh, my God, that's amazing. You probably have six in your collections. No, I don't. I gotta keep the lights on. Are you kidding me? I buy this stuff and I sell it because I can't keep this stuff. You know. Um, so, so is your collection just constantly cycling? It's like you have it until someone else does. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, like oh, people give a shit about this. Okay, cool. You know. So is that hard? It is. Yeah. Um, I got a couple things that I that I have that I hold near and dear, but most of the stuff that I collect is more unique. I have a pretty cool original artwork collection. Okay. Um. And again, like I said earlier, bastard. So, I mean, <laughs> a lot of this stuff is I got sketches back in the day when sketches from artists for under a hundred bucks or mm-hmm. free if you bought something off their table or whatever. And so got to collect some from um, a lot of people that aren't around anymore. And then also just, you know, people that you look at their sketch list and stuff like that. And it's 
yeah uh for prices so i think the most i ever spent on an original piece of artwork i bought a page oh i I bought a page of batman um the right before pre-new 52 batman stuff that scott snyder Mm -hmm. um stuff where it's dick grayson i don't know if you're it's super dark and fantastic um one of my favorite things that and and jock it it had been like five years since he'd done american con where he brought artwork happened to have some pages otherwise they would have been gone that's awesome so black mirror is that series if if anybody is not sure look up detective 880 picture of the joker where he's like his bit of bats flying and it's very sketchy very um but i bought a page out of that in this series um like batman year one mm-hmm. james gordon you know james has a son and a daughter barbara and well james kind of disappears from do anything you they bring him back in in this and you find out the reason why is is because he's asylum or not an asylum but like crazy not like crazy gonna dress in a costume and like that but just has no qualms with poisoning an orphan holy so he comes back to to gotham and think that he's healed and kind of still uh on has this plan that he's gonna and um he kidnaps barbara when barbara gordon's still in the wheelchair this oracle um before they turn her back into and so he's talking to her and moves the sheet got a sheet over her legs and he knives stuck all the way through her femoral artery and um like and if you try and move try to take those I want you to hear what I have to say. Those in there, and fine. Like, I'll... so he's <laughs> he's monologuing and all this stuff, and he gets a little bit too close to her, grabs him by the shirt collar, and pulls one of the knives out of his or out of her leg and stabs him in the eye. And that's the page that I have where she's stabbing him in the eye, and Jesus. like, and it is awesome. <laughs> it's not as it's not as gruesome as all that, you know. Like, mm-hmm. you can tell what's happening, but it's not like close up knife going in the eye or anything. Um, and then. There on out, James Gordon has an eye patch. Actual pick. That's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, just thinking about Jock's style, like that must look pretty, pretty gnarly. <laughs> pretty, pretty sweet, you know. That's so, a that's a badass piece to own, though. So yeah, man, like that's that's my probably my coolest, like my crap. I have that type. Yeah, so. that's cool. So last one is kind of a, a twofer. I want you to, uh, if you can, I mean, I know these questions are kind of, well, for some people, they don't have them on deck, but what would you say is your favorite comic? And what is your, like, read this before you die book for, oh. like, if you, just anybody, like, That's your a, general, you man. throw this to everybody. Um, if, you, if you're really pinning me down to it and clearly oh, you am. are. Pin into the bed. I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could pin it down to a specific title, but mm-hmm. like a character that I read constantly. Um, and I've been really lucky. We've all been really lucky because Batman has been good for like Batman and detective has consistently. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time where there was kind of a shrug bat. You know, most of the stuff is readable. And uh, if you're, even if you're like kind of getting burnt on it, they'll do something in it it back into everything oh wow that's what they were doing okay you know um the the scott snyder stuff the pre-scott snyder stuff um the the tom king even though he catches a lot of flack i don't understand why because the guy is 
mind blowing. He's um pretty much anything Batman when it comes out, I will give it a shot at least a couple issues. Anything <laughs> in Bat Family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that nice. Batman. Or you die. I mean, like <laughs> I could probably give you like a top twenty. Um, but I mean, like I used to work at the gas station. I have a list of mm-hmm. in order to work, and I'm almost to the point of there's a, there's a list of comic books. I I will talk about it regularly, and when you, you know, I'm not forceful. Not gonna be like, what an idiot! I'll just be like, hey. Um, like if you want to be my friend, you should just read it. I'm saying, I'm saying. Well, and usually I'll recommend one of those things, and like we've got one guy. Never stopped here that day because I I talked to him and chit chatted for a little while, and then he's, I brought up Scott Snyder and I brought up Batman, and he's. Oh well, what else is good? And I brought up, uh, and like, what else is good? And like, he got started on like five or six titles. And, mm-hmm. Like, my full list is ridiculous. What did you do to me? You know, <laughs> off to the horses after he, that one. He's like, I was out, and you dragged me back in. <laughs> um, I could probably do like um, one per. That that works. Um, Whatever you feel comfortable. <laughs> I would like. I, I'm gonna list off a handful. Watchmen is up there. Mm-hmm. Watchmen is definitely something that you read, whether you're a comic book fan or not. It is so good and such a like. If you're ever trying to become a writer, packs in so much detail and still keeps the story moving along, whether it's that or on gentleman or v or any of those. he just has that ability to write and keep it interesting and poignant and it's almost like he'll be leading you to something without you realizing that he's mm-hmm. surprised when you you well, know like when you're a wizard you got that talent you know <laughs> it's true he is a wizard for sure um oh, man. so alan moore um you see my pick um looking at one right now can't swear that this is LBL. Kingdom Come is fantastic. Um, all painted by Alex Ross, mm-hmm. and it was a big book. Spotlight. It's the artwork is gorgeous for it to be. The fact that he panels in sequential art, insane. Um, just beautiful work and really story. Poignant came out right around the time when. Wolverine and Punisher and Lobo and all those characters who are big anti-heroes and about kill the bad guy and finish it off now. They <laughs> they were they were kind of reigning supreme on the bookshelves. And this and you're man, this is the story of if you're taking that to the logical by vigilante. Mm-hmm. You know, like where it gets to the point where they're hunting down Parasite. Um and Parasite gets a hold of a character who has nuclear powers and as they're killing him you all those powers and radiates half the arm belt of him. You know, I mean, like, so all, food prices go through the all these different things, and it's a return to like the Justice League that it kind of just. Um, all that up. <laughs> um, from IDW, uh, Wormwood Gentleman Corpse, or well, either either or of those, uh, by Den- Ben Temple Smith. Um, God, 
because Warren Ellis. I've look i never heard of either of those. That is that is one of my Wormwood Gentleman Corpse. It's all very dark humor. Mm. You, you read Hellboy and have enjoyed yeah. that, or not Hellboy? Uh, Goon. It's got that Goon feel, kind of where it's dark horror, you know, mm-hmm. but like with with a dark sense. But, um, fun, cool. Uh, ben Templesmith's the guy that drew Thirty Days a Night, so it's got that. Oh, really okay. Tied, uh, artwork. artwork, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel, and I mean, I know I'm skipping a ton of stuff. Price is not in for classic. <laughs> you should step back to DC real quick. Don't understand what's going on in DC. Don't understand all the multi. It's a long read. It's a lot of words, but Crisis on Infinite Earth. I, a little daunting because compared to like comic books currently, might get, you know, words on a page and that's ridiculous along with pictures. And mm-hmm. um, Crisis on Infinite Earth definitely, I, I feel like doubles that. Yeah. There's a lot of information, but I read it and I was like, oh, I completely understand everything that DC is about and they're fantastic at for all those people that are out there that sucks that and you'll be like oh wow that read infinite crisis first and then for all the questions that you have read crisis on infinite and everything's going to lock into place <laughs> oh it's so good and um, uh, also if you're a fan of like the cw shows and you like the latest crossover it's same same but different and a hundred times better so if you could say that you enjoy that stuff still you'll you'll love that book what was the I? I it, it's they're going into crisis. Oh no! Nice. Yeah, so the uh, anti monitor and everything is showing up. Not and... that I don't like those shows, just stuff on TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we're like that is if that's the worst compliment or complaint that we have. I mean, like <laughs> pretty good, you know. Yeah. So um, but Marvel, man, Old Man Logan is one of my favorite things. The first one, Mark Millar, Steve McNiven, uh, incest Hulk family, <laughs> and Wolverine bowing bowing Pete. And all that kind of stuff. Some of the turns of the knife in your stomach when you're reading the, where it's just like you feel bad enough for the guy already. It's then you find out why. Have you ever read this thing? I, okay, I I've read like bits and that was like when I was out of collecting, sure. and I would just like see random books here and there, and I'd pick them up for a dollar, and I wouldn't know what was going on, but I'd still read it, and I still remember it being like, holy shit, what yeah. is this? <laughs> yeah, I mean like. Just some of the, the moments where you're reading it and you feel bad enough for the character and then the knife turns. Oh, that's why he's like that. And it's just <laughs> devastating. Mark Millar, same guy who wrote Superman Red Sun, mm-hmm. wrote that. Wrote The Ultimates, which if you're a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, read The Ultimates because a lot of that is based off of off of the Ultimates. Like, where should I start with Avengers? Ultimates. Well, I don't really read Ultimates Universe. You don't have to. Like, it's going to streamline things and modernize things a little bit, but at the same time, like Mark Millar's master of mm. fantastic um image walking dead is fantastic of course the comic book i know a lot of people are kind of done with the show just because it's very long-winded but the comic book is one of those and still where you'll read it and read it and read it and you'll be like all right well like the society's back in order and then one like oh my god everyone's dead again <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I mean, even up to this latest issue, without spoilers, I heard that, I mean, they flipped it all upside down again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a main character dies, you mm-hmm. know, um, and it's crazy. And that's, that's nuts. Yeah. Went through with it and killed him. Um, that's great. And then um, just as an offbeat, 
weird read that I always push toward the image. Um, and a lot of people, it's got its own fan base, but um, uh, Manhattan Projects. It's written by Hickman, the guy who's the new X-Men, X- X-Men stuff, yep. you know. Did all the Avengers stuff for a lot of the Avengers Cinematic Universe, the other, the other guiding force behind, uh, you know, Black Order and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but he wrote that, and it's kind of an alternative future of World War II inventors. Um, or science fiction for instance um it follows alan oppenheimer a lot mm-hmm. um and oppenheimer in the book he had a twin brother and um his um twin brother was insane and believed that if you ate someone it gave you their memories so okay. <laughs> um and he he was hospitalized when he was a kid and all this different stuff and um he breaks loose like this 40 so it's break loose and he oppenheimer so he and it's what he knows everything that the original oppenheimer knows so he steps into that role and just becomes that person so like they'll encounter say alien Mm -hmm. and he'll murder an alien and consume it and then can talk to that race of um that's actually badass (laughs) i mean it's it's, it's weird yeah and it gets it gets into all those like einstein um it's a lot of like the inventors that we know something horrible happened to him. Mm-hmm. Einstein, like he creates this monolith obsessed with it. He can't figure out what it is or why he made it, but he made it. Something told him to make it. And all of a sudden something clicks and he moves something and the door opens. Walks through the door, like an, another version of him walks through the door and he's like, oh my God, you're me. And he goes, yeah, from a worse invention, you're going to hate it. And throws <laughs> our Einstein in there. So there's all these like deranged way too smart for their own good mm-hmm. people running around it's it's great it's so weird and so good it's almost like rick and morty it is yeah it is you know um who else dark horse hellboy mm-hmm. um hellboy goo any of that stuff is great. I, I wanted to add too uh so i've i've been hearing a lot of people like hellboy i'd always say just follow the library edition just Dude. follow it like that it's but crazy. when it comes to the goon i've heard people say like Oh, the early stuff's rough. You want to start at like I've even heard people say Chinatown. It's like ah, I would never like. There's a lot of world building prior yeah. to that, and it's like if you are gonna get into the world of the goon, yeah, there are moments in the very beginning stuff that's kind of like the humor is like it doesn't just smack you in the face; it right. like smacks your whole family in the face. <laughs> but yes. I would say you have to go through those parts to really uh, get to everything. I mean, and it's cool because. Hell, the first issue, they talk about Chinatown. <laughs> right. The understanding so, the character a little mm-hmm. bit more, you know? And, I mean, you, it's cool to see the progression of what he does, too. So Right. Exactly. Also, um, what am I missing? Uh, um, I think oh, you hit most of the keys. One other thing that I was going to mention, one of my favorite things brought up Warner. A lot of people, like, everyone's kind of like, well, what's the next next big thing that they're going to make into a TV show or anything? And preach came out and kind of came out and went away mm-hmm. i think the reason why is it's not as intense as the book is um kind of a preface to the um the boys it looks like it is subject accurate on oh with the uh, carl urban yes yep so the boys is hard r <laughs> don't let your superhero <laughs> thing I mean, hard R like Don't let it kill Hell or kill it like it killed Hellboy. <laughs> hard R like uh, the there's a Justice League, 
and the way onto the Justice League, you have to blow every member of the to get onto that team. Like they have to garner you worthy, and then that's your initiation. <laughs> it's going to be rough. If you're not expecting it, just so you know. <laughs> but saying that to get to this, the next thing that I think that's going to be huge on TV, I can't believe they haven't made it yet, is Transmetropolitan. Transmetropolitan is written by Warren Ellis and drawn by drawn by a couple of people. Eric Robertson. Um, and it follows a character called Spider Drew, and he's a writer who basically decided world, I'm leaving it behind, I'm moving up to a cabin, buying a bunch of guns, and that's <laughs> um and uh his he signed a book deal before he left, and the gotta come back and write these other books. Otherwise, we're stopping sending checks to you. And it's basically like if you're familiar with Hunter S. Thompson, it's Hunter S. Thompson in the not too distant um and it's a trip because the book came out in 96 and the parallels of this book as opposed to what's going on right now in the world Mm -hmm. like there's a politician called the smiler rigs rigs a lot of this election and all these things and i mean like you look at pictures of the smiler and you look at pictures of trump and (laughs) it's eerie like how like whether you're a fan of him or you're not a fan of him Mm -hmm. just look at the pictures you that looks you know so boy travel time (laughs) yeah right exactly (laughs) um that that's cool though because uh my brother-in-law is actually a huge uh hunter s thompson fan so i'm gonna have to try to get him on that oh and, and i mean like oh it talk, t- tackles issues that weren't even issues instead of you know there's a lot of a lot of push um in the the apartment mm-hmm. like people people transitioning like that and there's there's that in this book there's a group that are uh transitioning there's an alien and these people feel like they connect more to these aliens. They're transitioning their bodies physically to. Oh, <laughs> so and this is ninety six. I mean, like yeah, that's crazy. Twenty some years ago, you know, which is insane to say. Mm-hmm. But um, and they're hitting those those notes that are very poignant right now in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a trip to read too. And plus, there's lots of of drinking and drugs and insanity and dirty jokes and things like that too. It's definitely a rated R type of thing. You know, I definitely have a more R rated. Mm-hmm. But it's fantastic. Like, um, has an interview with this smiler. You know? It's in a world where any transporter th- or anything that you want, they can create. Um, okay. Like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Type in what you want. He makes a gun that if you shoot somebody with, nothing else happens to them, <laughs> but you shit your pants. when. And so he's having this interview with the President of the United States, makes him shit himself on public television, which is fantastic, <laughs> you know? He has a pet cat that has two heads. It's like a Siamese cat, mm-hmm. and it smokes. So, like, the so, cat. yeah, definitely in the weird. Oh, yeah, the weird... absolutely. The... <laughs> like, yeah, that's probably what I would name my shop is something weird. You know? <laughs> yeah. Spider Jerusalem's Nest or something like that, you know? Like, two people a year would be like, oh, that's amazing. So, <laughs> you got the shit gun? <laughs> then I'd get sued. And then... It'll be worth it. It'll be fine. It would be worth it. <laughs> I mean, listen, crazy. I'd... But not smart. <laughs> yeah. Not smart and cool. <laughs> insane on feast <laughs> pretty much what he does it's a standard saturday <laughs> love you love you alan Moore. <laughs> all right so i yeah i mean i hate to make the last ones like super i, I didn't know they were gonna be that long but of That's course what, you have uh like a plethora of knowledge where so, we're at right yeah, now so man of course it's I mean, never gonna be a small answer <laughs> oh no, right if you've never been to the store before i put my arms up and did this and everyone that's been here is gonna be like oh yeah he's got a lot of yeah stuff he's got it. a lot so of course he knows every comic in existence I, and he's gonna know what's good anybody that sat down and had a conversation with me 
so what should I read? And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. let's unpack real quick. I need to know some stuff about you first. <laughs> How many people have you killed? That's right, exactly. Start doing the Walking what, Dead thing. What are your stances on all these things? Okay, you sound like you have a good sense of humor. Let's read some stuff, you know? <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, that's pretty much what I wanted to do with this. I wanted to uh, just uh, <laughs> you know, Steve's mouth goes on that every week. That's right, it does. <laughs> now it's on the nipple. I don't think it. Oh, it's been there many times. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> love you, Steve. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I just wanted to, uh, of course, get you on the podcast. It's strange that we've gone this long without getting, never been getting on out here. here. Nope, this is our first one, and. I mean, hell, what what better way to come out here besides the 40th? I'm disappointed in all. Uh, yeah, no, I'm know. sorry. Hey, it's, I, no, I it's all home. of us. We all share the shoulder this blame. So That, that is true. But no, I'm, I'm glad that we got to do this. And I mean, I've been wanting to talk to you on here for a long time. I and mean, I always have a great time talking to you whenever oh, yeah. I come in the shop. So, Dude, anytime you want to uh, talk again about anything, like I'm... This week is kind of crazy, but so I'm oh, yeah. like I'm working on stuff this entire time I'm talking. But yeah, like, sorry if you could hear the bags. I mean, yeah. he, he's got a lot going on. So if you could, if you could see right now though, the pin board that I put together, it you'd be nice. like, "Oh, that looks very." <laughs> it, it was worth the little bit of crinkles that I heard in the back. So, um, but yeah, man. Anytime you want to, if you want to come talk here, you know, if you want to get together, anything, anytime, mm-hmm. you know, like I can usually, I can fill fill your your podcast with a thumb down. Yeah, definitely. A little bit of everything. But no, I appreciate it, man. That's awesome. And I mean, 40 years, congrats. That's so yeah. badass. And I'm looking forward to the next 40. And Ew. I mean, like you said, you see generations grow up in this place. You'll be seeing my, my little girl running around in here. And I'm excited yeah. for that because it's this is a good place for it. Last last second before. Like, uh, it's so cool to find old pictures, too, because like most most people as a comic book fans, we're not necessarily like neat and tidy. Usually we have books kind of everywhere and stuff, and the old owners, same, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll all come across old Christmas cards from customers. There'll be pictures of kids, and I found one family that here, and it's so awesome. Kids grow mm-hmm. now all of them are in. Remember this? And they're like, yeah, like there's one that's like the whole family is Abbey Road. Abbey Road. Oh, you know? no shit. Yeah, it's just, it's just <laughs> cool, you know. So, um, so it's really cool to see everybody like that I know now. Mm-hmm. And I, they were nerding out with me just right along with me, first finding this. Yeah, so that's that's really cool, man. But yeah, I'm I'm so happy for the two of you, and I mean nothing but good things from from here on out. I'm hoping for the best. That's the plan. Thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks for being on, and uh, for anybody listening, make sure if you have not ever come out to Tardies, make your way out this way. Uh, I'm gonna do my best to put this up on uh friday which is the 7th and hopefully that will put out some more awareness and everything but we have been uh throwing up the post all week and everything so hopefully you know about the event and if you're listening to this on the 8th which is saturday come out and and, grand rapids and seriously (laughs) i know that it's like it's easy to miss these things but some of the stuff i'm like well what do i have to do one guy is like he comes in every week and he's i was like oh yeah you're a day early and he's like for what the anniversary (laughs) What anniversary? Yeah, and he's like, "Did you? Is there um, anything that I could have seen? <laughs> There's a giant goon display in the store right now. I don't know about that, you know." And then he's like, "Oh, did you send an email?" I'm like, "Yeah, like once a week for the last like three weeks. It's been on the email." <laughs> oh, what? Like, I don't know how I missed this. I'm like, I was on the news yesterday, man. I was on Fox 17, so I was like broadcast TV talking about these. Things. Clearly, like losing faith in himself <laughs> by the second by like being like oh i didn't hear of this like clearly he's having like a crisis of conscience where he's like 
matter with me that I miss all of these things, you know? I'm like, yeah, man, I put a bullet, uh, billboard outside of your window. Yeah. I flyered your car, man. It was Chinese, I woke you up this morning. Yeah, Chinese food menu and then us. It was Yeah, I was sleeping next to you this morning, and I was like, hey, don't forget about the anniversary. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so uh, make your way out here if you have not. You will not be disappointed. And uh, make sure to have a conversation with uh, Gavin and Deanna. They're both amazing people, and that's uh, that's here. the whole reason I keep coming here. So <laughs> I love you, too. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> so you're saying that if I stop talking to you, you're done with this? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no more monies. All right, fair enough. Sucks for the next people who get this job. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so uh, thanks again, man. We really appreciate it. And uh, until next time, we have been Not Your Average Nerds signing out. (laughs) Cheers.